Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, March 4th. It's Friday. You guys feeling it, huh? A little Friday action? Oh, man. Listen, it has been a long week. Final day of hosting Undisputed today. Obviously, you'll catch me on there with uh, Buker and Jennings. It's been a great week. I'm not going to lie. A lot of fun. And, um, you know, my mom's in town, I think I mentioned. And, of course, I try to push the envelope. Uh, when you get assistance, and yeah, you know, you're getting assistance with the kids now with a dog who you may hear every now and then uh, on the podcast. Um, it's great. I uh, went to a Laker game this week, went and played soccer this week, uh, went out for a beer with some buddies this week. You just try to, you're able to do a little bit more. And, you know, I'm going to give you guys a little bit more than normal on this podcast because guess who's stopping by? Don't you know it? You remember him because he's been on the pod before, but this one, a little bit different. Ephraim Salam, former NFL player. He's doing something so cool right now. He is writing for the show Bel Air on Peacock. And of course, I, if you guys listened to the pod last week, you know I fell in love with the TV show Bel Air when I watched Buzz Through four episodes last week with my uh, young son. It's an awesome show. It is The Fresh Prince reimagined. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's awesome. The interview with him about 
being in the writer's room and how he landed on the show and uh, working with the talent and the basketball scenes. And I mean, you guys are going to really, really enjoy this interview. But first, we must address a couple things that went down in the association Thursday night. <sighs> Don't really want to talk about the Lakers. They got smoked by the Clippers again. I don't know what to, listen, it's bad, okay? <laughs> you know, it, it's ugly. They they fall down by 17 in the first half and then claw back within four. Austin Reeves puts on a show. It's like, oh, Lakers in this. This should be fun. And then the Clippers basically just didn't miss three-pointers the rest of the friggin' game. I mean, at one point, I think they were 15 of 23 from three. And it's just like nobody would miss. Luke Kennard, Covington, Reggie Jackson had a whale of a game. Uh, Batum, Morris, every Amir Coffey is splashing threes. And it was almost comical. Like, they were just in zone. The confidence level's off the charts. Ty Lue's got them playing well. Listen, no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. Clippers, who I derisively refer to as the paper clips, they deserve a lot of credit. And the Lakers don't deserve much because I just saw so many pathetic efforts from the Lakers in this beatdown. Listen, Carmelo Anthony can't guard anybody, but he can score. DJ Augustin, you know, j- just got off the bus joining the team, and they're, like, throwing him in there in the first half. I mean, he looked a little bit out of sorts. He's going to have to get up to speed, but this is the same story as usual. Like, if they're not getting Anthony Davis, the defense ain't improving. They give up over 30 in each of the first three quarters. Clippers topped 100 before the third quarter ended. Like, they're not playing any defense at all, and they don't have the offense to overwhelm teams, but you're sick of hearing about the Lakers. Two other notes in the NBA, and I will talk about the Combine very briefly. Everybody's loving John Morant, and the John Morant show, is he the MVP? Is he, you know, 38 points? And, um, you know, we talked about it on Undisputed a couple times. Like, is he the face of the NBA? Is he the most exciting? Like, he's a good player, period. The Grizzlies are a good story, period. They got smacked by the Celtics, who, by the way, and I, I've talked them up, guys. This is a dangerous team in the playoffs. They're really underrated right now. Tatum went for 37. You know me. I'm a, I'm a humongous Tatum fan. But that, that Celtics team is very, very good. But the other one, um, we'll briefly talk about Kevin Durant's return. I thought it was going to be the highlight, but <laughs> then the Nets blow it in the second half. KD, 35 minutes, 31 points. It was fantastic. But no Kyrie, no Ben Simmons. Uh, Drogic got the start, played eh. Seth Curry did not shoot it that well. Patty Mills came off the bench, but ultimately they did not have enough firepower. And you're like, oh, they lost to the Heat. Well, here's the only problem is the Heat didn't play all their guys. You know Spolstra. He did this last year. He would do some sandbagging where he doesn't play Jimmy Butler against great teams because he doesn't want to show his full hand. So they started a couple guys who they don't normally start. They did not play Butler. They uh, they played Duncan. Uh, I'm sorry. They played Tyler Hero coming off the bench. Cody Martin had a game, and then Max Struess, who's one of the craziest stories uh, in the NBA. The guy's pretty damn good. I'd never heard of him before he started playing and putting up a ton of points. Uh, Bam Adebayo dominated inside as bigs can do against the Nets, and the Nets need Ben Simmons. So if if you have noticed a theme in the NBA down the stretch, Lakers need AD. Nets need Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. And finally, we get to what's becoming a real story is this Draymond Green situation with the Warriors. No Draymond Green. Warriors just get destroyed in Dallas. And in what I think is one of the craziest stats of the year, uh, Steph Curry 
did not do anything in the fourth quarter. Like, it, I, I saw the shot. Somebody was sharing his shot chart in the fourth quarter, and they essentially doubled and triple teamed him. He did not even attempt a shot in the fourth quarter. And, I, you know, I watched this at the Mavs-Lakers game at Staples. The defense that Dallas played was phenomenal. Remember, Lakers could get nothing down the stretch. They did not allow Curry to attempt a shot in the fourth. How crazy is that? Now, Clay did play. He was not very good. Jordan Poole had a solid game. No Draymond Green equals no defense. And sometimes you get get a little lucky, but this Luka Doncic, Mavs thing, remember, plus 2,300 last week, Mavs to win the West. Luka, 41, 10, and 9. Unguardable. I see this. The new meme with him is skinny Luca is unstoppable. <laughs> fat Luca is pretty damn good too, uh, and he's not really fat. He's just unstoppable right now. I don't know who in the league can guard him. And the Mavs are surging. This is crazy for all this hype about him being in the Sixers. The Mavs had the exact same number of wins as the Sixers. For all this hype about Giannis and the defending champion Bucks, the Mavs also have thirty-eight wins. So when it gets to MVP time. Yeah, oh, Jokic just carried the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Luka's Mavs have a better record. And don't give me this supporting cast stuff. They're starting Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, and Finney Smith. Dinwiddie is, has, was a great addition. Bertans has not really found his groove yet. But once he does, just this is a dangerous Dallas team. I really like them. It, it, I'll tell you this. If Curry and LeBron... Curry or LeBron do not represent the West in the finals. I would gladly watch Luka. Uh, rest of the West, like, listen, I'm not going to lie. Like, Jar Morant's exciting, but you could just buzz through those highlights. Like, I just don't know if that's, like, high-level basketball. They're a fun team and high-flying, but I just I don't know if I'm making an appointment viewing to watch the Memphis Grizzlies if they make the NBA Finals. Um, so just, just monitor this Warriors team. They're really struggling without Draymond Green while the Mavericks surge, surge. and um, Dallas is going to be a problem in the playoffs, folks. I, I, I'm excited for it. Finally, I want to wrap up with the NFL Combine, which, and this is like a bizarre story. I don't know how many of you guys are into the Combine. I obviously am way into it. I've attended it a couple times, a few times, actually. We saw a historic opening day at the Combine when it came to 40 times. All these wide receivers were setting, I mean, it was crazy. Like, guys are, all guys, sorts of dudes are running four threes. There was a 4 2 1, which would have been the record. And then a couple hours later, they come out and say, we had to adjust all the times they were off. I was like, what? I don't really know what that's about. Apparently, they changed the guy who used to run the, uh, who used to run the stopwatch there. Uh, I think it was Casserly used to run it. Um, for the NFL network. Uh, and this was the first year a guy named Mark Ross took over. And all of a sudden, Mark Ross like doesn't know how to work a, a stopwatch because all his times were adjusted. Kind of a slap in the face to the guy. But, um, I, wow. Just, I mean, they, these guys were blazing. And now it looks, it turns out that they weren't actually running historically great times. Now, I don't know how that's going to work with the gambling because I didn't get to, I didn't have an opportunity to get down any money this year. Unfortunately, you know, when you, when you got undisputed, like this was my top priority all week. This was my focus the entire time. And I wasn't, I didn't even have a chance to look at the gambling lines at, uh, 
at the combine, but um, for sure there'll be NFL draft lines to be had, and then college. Ba- I've been doing more college basketball work. Very excited for the championship week tournaments on the horizon. However, I, I think you guys are absolutely going to love this interview with Ephraim Salam, a writer for the cool Peacock streaming show Bel Air. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who's been on before. But when I heard that he secured a writing gig on Bel Air, that new show on Peacock, and you guys know I, I talked about it on the pod last week. I, I'm a huge fan of this show. I, I was like, I've got to get him back on. Ephraim Salam, what is up, my man? How you doing, man? I'm awesome. I can't believe you know, I don't want to put you in hero status yet. But, uh, I mean, this show is just so cool. Like, my, I have a, I have a uh, 10-year-old son, and we watched it together. And I was like, ooh, this is some dicey language. But I'm all about the show, from the, from the music to the basketball, the storylines. Dude, how exciting is it to be part of something uh, of this level? This is awesome. Uh, it's extremely exciting. And uh, when I was first brought the project uh, early 2020, 2020, I was excited about it because I, this is my era. I grew up on the Fresh Prince, you know, and it meant so much to us uh, and the culture at the time. It was a fashion. Uh, it was a fashion beacon. What was Will wearing? Uh, the language, the music, yeah. all of these things that 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 show meant to our generation. Uh, when it was brought to me that they were doing the reboot, I was so excited to to be asked to be a part of that that I, I just couldn't wait. Yeah, um, I, I do want to ask you. You mentioned the language, and listen, I for me, I think it's cool that you know you can say some off color stuff on streaming networks. But are you surprised at the level of language that they're pushing on this? You know, given, you know, Will Smith on the Fresh Prince back in the 90s, nothing like this, right? Well, no, it's not the same show. And yeah. and that's like watching the first episode, you'll realize it's not the same show. We never lived in Philadelphia. We never saw what that part yeah. of of Will's life was uh, on the original Fresh Prince. And so we wanted to start it uh, as close to uh, the realities of today as we possibly could and really see that fight and how that fight transpired and how that lends to the journey of Will in Bel Air. And in terms of language, it's the language being used every day, right? This is how kids interact. If you, once your son gets about three or four more years older, you'll sneak by his room and you'll hear some things that you wish yeah. you could unhear. And, and so as a 16, 17, 18 year old uh, in high school, uh, these are the conversations. These are, this is the type of language they're using. Uh, and you balance that with the black excellence of uncle Phil and Unviv and, and what they're trying to instill in their kids and, and this notion of the more successful you are, the less black you you become was something that we really wanted to tap in and, and dispel. Now, I don't want any spoilers, obviously. Uh, we watched up through episode four. You, I, I didn't want to watch episode five before I had you on. Um, obviously, you wrote episode five. And I, I, I guess one of the questions, 
I'm very curious how you got into this. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who like sports, but also like writing and TV. And everybody's watching like this golden era of streaming television shows. Was there like an audition or like, did you, did you got to know somebody or um, like, how does this, tell us how this came about? Well, I, I've started my, I've been in film right, and in and, and entertainment for f- almost 16 years now. Even when I was playing, I produced my, uh, my first movie back in 04, I believe. So I had always uh, been comfortable in this space. Uh, not until about four years ago did I really get into writing. My wife, uh, for a birthday present, got me an introductory introduction to screenplay uh, writing course, uh, which really allowed me to put all these ideas I had swirling in my head down on paper. And I had just uh, about three and a half years ago, I just finished my first screenplay and I was talking to one of my neighbors, a good friend of mine, uh, who was a prolific writer. And he was starting a project over at stars called the continental based on the John wick, uh, the hotel and the John wick movies. And he said to me, wow, the way you express, you know, what you just wrote and what you're about to write, I think that dynamic would be great in our writer's room. And he was like, I I would like you to become part of the team. And that was really my first, uh, foray into being on a a television show in a writer's room but it was similar to a locker room right you get a group of talented people around and and you try to build out this story and these characters and you guys have one goal right you have one goal is to 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 make the best show you possibly can and you use every the brilliant minds that go into creating these shows uh it was it, it was amazing just to, to number one, sit and watch and learn, but to be a part of that process. So a lot of it is who you know, but you had to start, you to had do to go down it. that road. Who, who, the, you, the, know who you know gets you into the room, but the actual then writing you gotta, yeah. keeps you in the room. So this is my so, fourth show that I've been oh, on. Wow. Um, I, I'm curious. Tell me what day one in the writer's room of Bel Air is like. Um, it was exciting. <laughs> uh, it was nerve wracking because I was yeah. in the, with some dynamic writers, uh, heavy Morgan, hitters. M- yeah, Morgan Cooper, who uh, was the visionary behind that reimagining, and he had he had done a, about five years, four and a half years ago, he had done a trailer that he had a mock up trailer that that he uh, shot himself and put on on YouTube, and overnight it was millions and millions of views which led Will Smith into like, hey, who is this? I need to find this guy, which got us to where we are now. And just being in that room with those creative minds, uh, it was impressive. But the thing that I felt comfortable with was uh, me tapping into what this was. And this show is for the culture. And for the when I say culture, I don't mean African-Americans. I mean the culture of this country, the the, the culture that moves this country. Um, That's hip hop that's um you know urban that's progressive that's exciting and i consider myself all of those things so i i figured hey i'm you know who 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 better than me to to lend my my thoughts and my pen to a, a show of this caliber um I, you know i'm trying to think like Back and again, it's a little different. But when we when when we were doing 
you know, TV shows at FS1 and we had the producers in the room and the, some of the writers and we had some of the talent, you know, we would talk about like, what ideas should we talk about today? And what about this? And people would, ah, poo poo. Well, I'm really hot on this. And then like three people would be like, no, I, I'm not feeling that. That's tired. That's played out. And you're like, well, okay, that stinks. And then, you, you know, you go around. I'm wondering, you know, how, how does that work in a TV room setting? Obviously, you've got to, you know, build the career arc of Carlton, who I got to get into because everybody hates Carlton, you know, um, and, and Will. But like, how, how does that work? Like, is there, is there a, is one guy who overrides everyone or is it basically a, a group consensus on Hillary should turn down this job uh, to do such and such and such? It's a combination, right? Like, um, everybody's pitching. So everybody in the room is pitching. There are different levels of writers, staff writers, story editor, executive story editor, producer, uh, consulting producer, co-EP, so on and so forth. The higher you are, the bigger your voice is. Right. Um, but it's a collective, right? So I might pitch something and someone may add on to it, right? So it's like Legos, right? Mm. If, I, if I build a foundation, then everybody else has something to put on top of it to build on top of it. So next thing you know, you got a skyscraper, right? And it's everybody it starts with this and then it ends, you know, touching the ceiling. And that, that's kind of like how uh, a writer's room works. Like you may have half the pitch and then the, you spark something in someone else. Or you may be like, man, I wonder if we, and then that'll generate a whole nother train of thought for the room. Mm -hmm. So we always say there's no bad pitches. So if you want to throw something out there that you may not think is good, you this is how you say it. You say, this isn't it, but, but right, this is not the pitch, but what about something like mm -hmm. this, right? And that just gets people thinking in a in a in a different way than than you than the story was going at the time. And it it, it works, man. It's it's very collaborative. Yeah. I want to drill down on Carlton because universally. <laughs> You know, Carlton in the old Fresh Prince was like funny and a nerd and likable, right? Very likable. I mean, even if you're laughing at him, you'd like the guy. Well, let this... me push back. Okay, let me okay. Push back before you finish. The dynamic between Will and Carlton in the original Fresh Prince, they hated each other. They, they did, yes. But it didn't seem so severe because they did it through comedy. Yes, great point. So when you're looking at a relationship like the odd couple, Right. Not the radio show, the odd couple, the <laughs> yes, original, yes. the original odd couple. When you're looking at a relationship through comedy, it doesn't hit as hard. Right. That's but when point. you're looking at a relationship, that same relationship without the jokes, you're like, oh, wow. I mean, Carlton, Carlton hated Will. Will hated Carlton. The, not until the third season, I believe, when they really start, you know, being each other's ally. Mm -hmm. Now, coming uh, coming up, our Carlton is harsh, right? Yeah. But what you have to do is you have to look at it through Carlton's lens. This is a cousin he hasn't seen in years. He's invaded his space. He's taking the time that Carlton has taken for granted with Uncle Phil Right. That scene in episode uh, two, the when Uncle Phil is out there shooting with yeah. Will. What would that do to you as a 16 year old kid? Yeah, I never had to encounter any of that stuff. I can't right? even imagine. So, yeah. so Carlton is just not hating Will, just to hate Will. 
right? Everybody's, they're telling everyone we have to make adjustments for Will. He's got into some, whatever the reason he has to, we, we have to, you know, protect Will. And Carlos is like, what about us? Like he's, the first time I see him, he's in my clothes, right? He I comes to my him. school. He's kissed the first day for the first the episode. He's kissing the girl, my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So how can you hate Carlton and not understand where he's coming from? I mean, we you, love Will because Will is Will. Like he's, you know. Both are possible, but the whole he's a schemer, you know, um, the drug, the overt drug use. <laughs> um, you know, I thought that power, the scene with the N-word in the locker room was pretty powerful. That was a great um, scene. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Um, I thought that was just well acted by everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I, I just really like the show. Uh, but anyways, on Carlton, yeah. like name one redeeming quality he has right now. Um, Right now? Yeah. I mean, what, there's nothing to like about this guy. Well, it, from, it, I, is. it is. Because, well, in the episode you'll watch next, okay, I don't okay, give okay. too much away. Yes, don't, please don't. So I'll, I'll just say you can see his... His compassionate side. Okay. For the people, I mean, he, it, tr- for the people he trusts. Okay. And I think Fair that's enough. important, right? He doesn't trust Will right now. He doesn't know Will. Will right. in his house, eating his food, driving his driving one of the cars, uh, wearing his clothes, talking to his girl, right? Like Carlton was the end all be all at Bel Air mm-hmm. Academy. Yeah. Now there's this new shiny kid who comes in and he's taking some of that that uh that that gusto that Carlton's been working his whole life to yeah. build and he's living in the same house as you right like what, what? yeah not only it, w- it would be school, it would be awkward certainly. of course of course it would be um i want to ask are there any other pro- former professional sports athletes on the in the writers room no you're the only that's, that's pretty cool yeah, I'm not. A, I, I'm I'm just a writer, man. Like now, I'm just a writer. Like I, I played in the Super Bowl and all of that, but I'm just yeah, a writer. I'm just man. a writer who played in the Super Bowl. No, I'm just a writer. That's yeah. it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I am curious, do you go to the set for at all? Uh... Yeah, I cover set. I produce that. So what happens with writers, writers produce their episodes. So not like on a, on a movie, directors uh, have end-all, be-all on, right. on, on set. But in, in television, they're different directors, right? Because once you start filming, like when we started filming the first day of production for episode one, was the first day of prep for episode two. Mm. That's why you have different directors, because while one director is is shooting an episode, the other director's prepping, preparing for the next episode. Got it. So the writers have the ultimate task of helping the director facilitate the vision of the script, because we've all lived with the script. We know flow. We know where it's going. And these directors are coming in doing a phenomenal job, but it's for 10 days. Mm -hmm. And then they're off to the next show or the next, Mm -hmm. you know, thing that they're doing. So for writers, uh, we have to put our producer hat on because it's up to us to make sure the continuity of the episodes and everything is tracking. It's, I don't know if you're going to like this question, but, uh, you know, in Hollywood, uh, among the movies right now, it's, it's almost, it's very difficult to get, difficult to get a movie made that did not, is not like a remake or a Marvel, Mm -hmm. you know, you could just keep making Batman movies, Spider-Man movies every year. They're going to make those automatically come with an idea. Yeah, we'll do it. Bel Air is kind of in that realm in TV, but here's the difference. Like I really like this Bel Air twist. And I, I just wonder, I saw um, today that they're remaking uh, what White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. And now you're in there in the Bel Air writing room. You're, you're integral to this whole process. How do you feel about the whole remakes and hearing White Men Can't Jump? Is well, it has to be done right. Yeah. Like, I don't mind a remake, but you have to be done right. And you can't duplicate what you have. We made sure we didn't give you the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We wouldn't be able to, to duplicate that. It's one of those shows that stands alone. Like we wouldn't, we steered clear of the comedy angle 
uh, in the sitcom angle, because why would you remake something like that? Yeah. Like it, it doesn't need to be expanded upon uh, through a comedic lens. But given our social climate and the things that are going on right now and the traumas and and mental health that especially for African-Americans in our communities, we, we don't talk about these things. This was an opportunity to really hit on the aspect of you take a kid who's grown up in a certain situation, a certain place, West Philadelphia, his whole life, he's thriving there and you snatch him out of that and then you place him in a place where it's deemed to be better for him. The trauma that goes with that, we don't talk about that. All we're saying is, oh, Will gets to go to Bel Air and be in the mansion. And uh, what about mentally, the trauma of leaving your mom, your best friend, things that you know, all the things that you know and love, how does you deal with that as a a teenager? Mm. Like they never really hit on that in the sitcom because it's supposed to be funny. This is a, 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 a Will coming of age story in terms of everything he thought he was supposed to be and 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 wanted to be changes with location. How do you deal with that? Yeah, um, uh, they they did another one. Cobra Kai. Are you watching that? Oh, I love that. It's great. Yeah, it, that's another remake, but it's also like I would say it's a little different than I mean it's it's different in that they got the same core actors. They're just you know thirty years older or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's almost like I don't know. Ephraim, you're a smart, forward thinking guy. Are we in the realm where you need to mine through 1980s TV shows, 1990s TV shows, find one that you can tweak, and then pitch it to Apple TV or Peacock or whatever? Because these streaming services all need content. Is that the move right now? I'll tell you what. Somebody. (laughs) It's almost like you got something cooking. But but somebody owns those IPs, right? A lot of networks, a lot of studios own those IPs. So why wouldn't you repurpose them? You own them already. Yeah. You're just going to generate more income off an IP that's been sitting in a vault or on a shelf somewhere. Hmm. That's the most, it has to be, you have to do, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right though. Yeah. A lot of reboots don't even get off the ground because you have to, you have to approach it with a different lens than what you can't remake the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Are you, have you watched wonder years yet? Uh, Yes. We just started, so please don't say it. We only saw the first step, first two episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. I really like it. it. It is not anything like I thought it would be, though. Right. At, which I think is kind of good for me, but my kids aren't as into it. It's a little bit heavy for for uh, well, for Wonder well, Years. Yeah, it's it's. We saw the the flip side of that coin when I Wonder Years is one of my favorite shows growing up. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I I wanted to meet and marry Winnie Cooper. Like that, that you're was, not the only one who was, loved Winnie Cooper. She was the love of my life, you know. So uh, it, it's um, you know seeing it the same time period uh, for an African American, which is vastly different. Yeah. Than that same time period for uh, a, a, a white American, uh, I think it's a, a a different take, and it's a, it's a it's a, a spin that resonates with. You know the people in our generation who grew up during that time, mm-hmm. right? Like even my dad, my like a little bit older than us now, but they—that's the—that's their experience. Yeah, right? no, they, you get to you get you get the yeah. '80s TV watchers, and then the people who grew up in the '60s. Yeah, so you know, I, I understand that, but it's a different approach. You got to take that different approach. It's a little heavier than the original uh, uh, Wonder Years, but they did. T- 
you know, tap on the Vietnam War and and some yeah. heavy issues and the loss of life and and and, and things like that. So I, I'm all for uh, remakes. I'm also for uh, original content. I love a fresh new idea that can be executed and and done well. Um, it, it, I almost am in like an excited mode right now. I'm thinking of shows as, as you, as I hear you talk, do you think they could, that someone will attempt to remake, uh, different strokes with a twist? Um, cause that was, I love that show and I can still watch some of the reruns dude, but Ephraim, I saw an episode that I don't even remember. You know, you only remember like the overarching themes, course. right? Yeah. I didn't know there was like a child predator episode or different yes. strokes. Did you know that? Yes, remember because I happen to be watching. I'm like, wait, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, I don't remember this episode. Of course, because we weren't old enough to process that. Yeah, you're looking at it through an ad an adult lens now. We yeah. were like, what's going on? Remember Silver Spoons? I do. Silver Spoons, another show like that. Did they try to bring that back yet? No, but I'm saying it used to come on right after Different Strokes. Yes, yeah. and yeah. they had one of those episodes uh, where uh, somebody was giving out candy and they were trying to molest. Uh, uh, really Dudley strong. and and, oh, and Ricky, like remember, like it, it yeah. just wow. You know they were throwing those hard hitting topics inside of of these sitcoms. Same with Fresh Prince of Bel Air, the the episode where you know why my the, the iconic episode why why my dad don't want me. You know what I mean with Will Smith and and uh, um what was this? What was loose? Who was it? Was uh, Ben Vereen? playing Lou Smith. Uh, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I don't totally re I remember now that you say, you know, Ben Green, yeah. everybody knows him. Um, but that um, they, that's a that's an abandonment issue. That's, a, uh, you know, a, a fatherhood and a neglect issue wrapped around uh, a sitcom and a comedy. And we want to tap on a little comedy, but we want to really uh speak to some of the things that are going on and some of the things these young adults are are, are having to deal with right now what about uh growing pains i remember, i love that show oh uh, uh, growing pains is great so but but again i don't even remember like what was the but general hook to, there? What, when, when you want to remake something you have to what's the angle though yeah what well, you need an angle and i, I don't know that that's the, you can't just have the the same dynamic and the same thing because it's just like they're just older people. Yeah, it, it seems like you guys hit the sweet spot. You took a comedy and you flipped it kind of into a drama it's and a modernized it. It's not a remake. It's a reimagining. Reimagining. We, like we, we didn't remake Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We reimagined Bel-Air. That, that's so it's not it's not a lot of people like, man, I, I didn't expect this. I, I thought it was going to. No, it's a reimagining. Those words words mean something. Yeah. And reimagining something is completely different than remaking something. I know it's it's probably not a popular thing to say, Ephraim, but I honestly I like I prefer this one to the old one because it pushes the envelope and boundaries. And maybe because I'm out here in L.A. now and, and, and you know, I kind of know some of the stuff that uh, you guys are writing about in the areas and so forth. But I don't know. I really I'm really connected with this one. Well, um, it, it is tapping into the now of it all. Yeah. Right. Like it's tapping into what's going on now and the look of it and the feel of it and um, the sound of it, the music, all yeah, the of music these is strong things represent now. And so we we're, we're, we we can relate to that. Right. Like you drive, he drives by here. And be like, oh, no.
I know what that is, yeah. right? Like you, you, you're you're old enough now as an adult to process. Oh, you know, you may be driving down the street and be like, man, I, oh, they shooting Bel Air over there right now. Like, so <laughs> it's all of these things are are tangible. And like, even if you own Universal Studios, if you go on the uh, the backlot tour, they drive right by our sound stage oh, and they nice. say, oh, here's reimagining of you know. Fresh Prince of Bel Air and all it's part of of the zeitgeist now. Yeah, um, I, I'm curious who gets maybe hopefully it's you. Do, do you remember who gets credit for making his ringtone the freeway song? Uh, I think it's what we do. Um, in in terms of who got I, like credit just for, like I mean you guys are you guys are reimagining Will. You're making him a character, and then every mm-hmm. time his phone rings, it's this freeway song. Like that's his ringtone. Like I have yeah. my certain ringtones. That to me is awesome. Philly guy, keep it, it, it real. It's that's Morgan Cooper. That, that's Cooper okay. Was was very adamant about the 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 look and the feel and the sound of 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 what this Bel Air was going to be, and all of it matters. Like when the kids at the end the um in the episode uh, episode one after the game, Will hits the game winning shot, yeah. and they're in the locker room, and they go into the dreams and nightmares, Meek Mill. And then we come out of the locker room into the real song with uh, with uh, Bike Rex on the handlebar. Like, all of that's for the culture. Like, being out here in Cali, we looking like, what, what is that? But in Philly, they, everybody know who that is. Everybody yeah. knows, you know, what that means and all of that. Like, mm-hmm. so we tapping into that. Okay, I see you, right? Like, yeah. when he, you know, he gets in the car and it's a... They're at the dance or they're at the skating room and all, all of that. You're you're we're tapping into yeah. what that feel is wherever they are. You guys even hit on the police. Uh and again, I've only seen through four, but like at the uh, roller rink with the whole defund yeah. the police thing. That kind of, you know, I was a little fired up for that one. I was little, not not very happy, but uh, listen, that's good television. Um, it it, right. it is, and it all of these stories are gonna play out. Everything yeah, is going yeah. to play out, and 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 we were very aware and cognizant of how we wanted to tell the story, how we wanted to build character arcs and what we wanted to do uh, with this first season of the show. Um, I saw you guys had lethal shooter, the guy on Instagram uh, uh, doing some basketball stuff. Uh, how are the yeah, basketball I mean, he, he teams? He trains I mean, everybody. He trains everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I like, I mean, you know, selfishly, I see the guys he trains. I'm like, I can hang with these guys. I just, you I can. need an in to yeah. get in one of these damn games. Even because I'm you, playing you, like two, three times a week um, with okay, young well, guys. You Maybe you can. Listen, if you ever need an extra, somebody who looks young but isn't that young and is in shape, oh, my God, I would kill to be on an episode. Okay, what are you? In, in one of the basketball you a point guard? You're a shooter? What we got? I'm I'm like a shooting guard, yeah. Okay, all right, that works. I can, I can get buckets. Um, that works, that works. I, 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 listen, I'm throwing my Hail Mary. I'm sure my kids will laugh at me when they if this comes to fruition. But, yeah, like, <laughs> listen, man. By the way, I'm curious. How are the basketball scenes? They do They, they look pretty good. They're they're good. They're uh, it takes a lot of time to shoot them. It's a lot yeah, of moving I would parts. Imagine. Um, we're not we 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 don't just play a game and you just film the game, right? Yeah, Everything yeah, yeah. is set up every shot, so it it breaks up the flow and the rhythm of it sometimes because you're just trying to get specific things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then editing takes over, and you know it's it's hit and miss sometimes. But I I think we're 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 trying to you know be as authentic as possible. Yeah. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, 
The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Are you watching the show All-American on the CW? I do watch All-American. So um, I, I'm curious, what, what do you think about the football scenes for those? Because I didn't think they were bad. I know it's got to be tough to film, but I, I, I like that show. What's high? It's, it's high school, right? So it's high school football. Um, you can only do so much, yeah. right? And, and like you have to realize, half of those guys have never played football before in their lives. <laughs> like this is a real thing. Like, yeah, half of those guys have never ever played football. They're actors. This is a reason why yeah. things look the way they look, and the story isn't supposed to be the sport. It's supposed to be. The sport is the backdrop, especially yes. in Bel Air. Like we're we're not basketball centric in Bel Air. Like this is about the relationships. This is mm-hmm. about the growth of of Will and uh, as well as all of our characters. So we didn't want to just be 
a basketball show. We've seen that. And we wanted to make sure we told compelling stories outside of the sports landscape. Yeah, I think I think All American does a good job. I like the basketball scenes in Bel Air. Um, it, it is it's got to be di- difficult to do sports. You know, I'm just curious. Uh, we could wrap on this. Just Jabari Banks can can he hoop or? Oh, he um, can hoop. Oh yeah, okay. Jabari he he kind of looks like an athlete. Yeah, he's played. He's played before. He he's played in high school and stuff like that. So he can hoop. Um, I guess we can wrap up uh, with this kind of a non-TV show, not about Bel Air. But I am curious. Uh, I haven't talked to you since the Super Bowl. Uh, any thoughts on like just the overall theme of Tom Brady leaves New England, goes to Tampa, wins the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford leaves Detroit, goes to the Rams, wins the Super Bowl. I- I've tried to think that this could be a trend, and I wonder, like, is Russell Wilson next? Is Aaron Rodgers next? Because we haven't really seen this before, Ephraim. You, you know, you played in the league. Like, quarterbacks go places, and they stay there. This feels newish, does it not? Oh, it does because, you know, the simple fact is that caliber of quarterback is very rarely available. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, so this won't be a trend because when's the next time a team is going – like, even Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is is a psychopath. (laughs) But at the end of the day, they're like, well, what do we replace him with? Right? Do Do we get rid of him now? Or like teams don't hand over Seattle the same way. They why would they hand over Russell Wilson? To well, someone? I guess the risk of losing Russ next year or whenever his deal well, two up, years. and then he's, he's, yeah, he signed through twenty 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 three. So, to the risk of losing him, but for Aaron Rodgers, like okay, I would agree with you. Like, what are you going to do? Like, why the hell would you draft Jordan Love? No, I, I would make him ride out the contract, and then if he wants to go, he can go. But I'm not going to give him away. Right. Hmm. I, it's just it's more fun that way, isn't it? If if guys leave and move, of I, course. I know the NBA doesn't have the ratings great. or interest, but Ephraim, you know, in the NBA, it is super exciting every year. Hey, Trade where's Zion Harden. going? Hey, yep. well, James Harden wants out. Ben Simmons. This is just happening so often. I think that drives the interest. Now, obviously, it's nowhere near the NFL's interest, but I don't know, Ephraim. Like it, it just, I, I think change is good around the league, is it not? It is, but you can't t- like Detroit. They, I mean, Matthew Stafford was dying in Detroit. Yes. So they were, did him a solid. They were like, okay, look, you gave us 12 great years. We apologize. We're going to let you go live. Right? Tom Brady was done in New England. <laughs> we apologize. Right? Tom Brady was done in New England. Right? So he chose to leave. Peyton Manning came off injury. They had replaced yeah. him with Andrew Luck. So he was free to go. But for a team competing... Like Green Bay, right, had a, a home field and, you know, all of those yeah. things. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Mm. You let him go. We're, I mean, what, what, are we, what are we doing? Well, who are you going to let him go I, to? I, I guess the larger thing then is, so if somebody drafts you, uh, you know, you, you're stuck with them. And, you know, if you have a good run like Rodgers did, you win a Super Bowl, you're not going anywhere. You're going to sign long-term. You think it's peachy. And then, you know, they fire the coach. They got new management. And it's like, eh, I kind of want out. It's it, And I hate the franchise tag. It only tag. works for elite quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? Like, this is it's a, it's only a handful of elite. Maybe not even a handful. It's only a, really a handful of elite quarterbacks. There's only like five guys yeah. just would, would, would actually pertain to. 
school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody else, they can go and move and move <laughs> pieces matter. and you can do all of that if you want to. But it's only mm-hmm. real five real guys that you would be like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And my Jets, of course, have never had one of they those. They don't have any guys. of those guys. It stinks, man. Maybe Zach Wilson's a guy, but that's a that's a big baby. Well, All right. Ephraim Salam. <laughs> Great stuff. Everybody, you need to watch Bel Air. I mean, this show is awesome. It's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reimagined into Bel Air. I-, I love it, man. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. All right, Ephraim. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.